Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to the Compass Catholic Changemaker Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kano. On this podcast, we talk about how to live with our money as Catholics. Hi, Changemakers. Welcome to week four of our seven-week series on the Compass Catholic Money Map. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And this week, we're focusing on destination four, which involves start saving for major purchases, saving for true financial freedom, and saving for children's education and for a business if you want to start one. Once your debt is gone, you're going to have a lot of money that's been freed up from your debt payments, and it can now be used towards something else. And I want to take a minute here and acknowledge the mindset shift that has to happen. When you have debt, where your money goes has already been decided. Once all your debts are gone and you're no longer in the red, you suddenly have a lot more decisions to make. And it sounds so exciting when you have debt to be in control of where your money goes. But when that day comes and you have all this money that is yours and you don't owe anybody a thing, you may have some emotions that come with that moment. It may be excitement, but it also may be intimidation. It may be guilt and it may be a general feeling of just being overwhelmed. So what I want you to do is offer that emotion up to Christ and take a moment to figure out why you're feeling this way. And for some people who've been paying down debts for so long, that debt may eventually just start feeling like it's a part of you. You may have developed this perpetual scarcity mindset where this financial stress that you just wish would be gone for all those years. But it became somewhat a fixture in your life. And you may have eventually found comfort in the familiarity of having debt. Again, what I want you to do is offer this up in prayer and thank God that you now have the financial resources that you have been entrusted with. I think a lot of people will be shocked when they see what can happen when those debt payments go away and when you are in control of where your money goes. From what I've seen, most people fall into one of two categories when their debt is paid off. They can either A, allow lifestyle inflation or lifestyle creep to take hold, right? 
They can start letting themselves loosen the reins and start to really enjoy this extra cash that they have now that their debt is paid off. Or B, they can take all that money that was previously put towards debt and now they can use all that money towards other saving and investing goals. But there's a third option, which is C, which is doing a combination of the two. You have to figure out the right mix of these two options that works for you and your family. But if you have really big, really ambitious money goals, I caution you against entertaining thoughts like, I've spent four years paying off my debt. I deserve to treat myself. Or I've said no all this time. I deserve this whatever it is, right? Now, I almost guarantee you're going to have those thoughts. But the trick is to not entertain them. You do deserve to enjoy what matters most to you based on what you value. But those I deserve thoughts can lead to a very slippery slope. Continuing on the money map doesn't mean you're never going to enjoy anything again, but it does mean you need to be more mindful and prayerful about choosing what is valuable to you and avoid buying stuff that doesn't provide you with any value because that's just going to put you back where you started with debt again. So now's the time to be more mindful about what do I enjoy, what is important to me, and making decisions based on that information. All right, so going back to destination four, those savings goals in destination four, we're going to talk about those goals and then we're going to talk about the steps that you need to consider as you navigate your way through the money map. First element of destination four is saving for major purchases, which involves home, auto, etc. We spoke about this last week, but I'm going to rehash it again in regards to cars. We need transportation. We need a way to get to work. We need a way to get to the grocery store. We need a way to get to church, right? So we need transportation. But big, expensive cars are one of the main reasons why people don't have money. But now that your car is paid off because you're at destination four, it's time to start making a car payment to yourself for your next vehicle. So that is one of the elements of destination four, is saving up for that next vehicle because we know it's inevitable and it's going to happen. Also, if you are a renter, you don't own your home and you are a renter and you eventually do want to own your home, now is the time to think about saving up for that 20% down payment. To establish that order in which you need to save for your future needs, establish your goals and decide which are most important to you. This will help guide you and help you choose how to allocate your savings. For example, if you already own your home, you won't need to save for that 20% down payment, right? So this is where you have to look at your own situation and decide how to allocate your funds. The next element in destination four is saving for true financial freedom, which is retirement. When investing for retirement, our general rule of thumb is first, take advantage of all employer matches. And second, once you've done that, invest in a Roth IRA or some kind of Roth 401k but we like the Roth option. If your employer offers the match to your contribution, do it, it's free money. So for example, if your employer will match up to 3% of your salary in a 401k, make sure you at least put 3% in. It's really that simple. And if you don't have a match or once you've contributed up to that match, focus on funding a Roth IRA. Although your contributions to the Roth are not tax deductible, 
they do grow tax-free, which is huge. And after age 59 and a half, all withdrawals are tax-free. And we don't know what the tax rate will be in the future, but with the government's deficit spending, it could force it to be much higher than it is today. This will be a huge advantage when using Roth. Since there are limitations on age and income level, check with your tax preparer and, and determine how much you can invest in your Roth. Knowing how much to contribute to your retirement is a really hard decision to make. Generally, we recommend about 15%. That can be a lofty goal for some people, but it's a really good number to kind of have to keep in mind. To help you with that decision, though, we have lots of calculators available on compasscatholic.org, including a 401k contribution effects on your paycheck calculator, how long will my retirement savings last calculator, and a retirement planner calculator. And this is just to name a few. There's a lot of calculators on there. Just go there and check it out. They're awesome. Visit compasscatholic.org and use those calculators to help you make those important decisions. The final part of Destination 4 includes saving for your children's education and saving for a business if you want to start one. It is such a blessing when parents are able to help pay for their child's education. It really is. And there are several education options to consider. There's 529 plans. There's education savings accounts, known as ESAs. And these are among a few other options. Each option has pros and each option has cons. Many parents and grandparents, though, are not in a financial position to fund their child's education. And if you are one of them, don't feel guilty. You can only do what you can do. And this may be a blessing in disguise. When your children are old enough, have them work and have them start saving for college. Not many kids do that these days, and that is a blessing to learn that work ethic. When students work and pay for college, they can appreciate it more and are much more serious about their studies, and that can develop a solid work ethic. So don't have guilt if you cannot save for your child's education. Something else I want to throw out here, though, is that 529s can now be used for K-12 through education to include paying for Catholic school. You want to consult with your financial advisor about this, but generally, the maximum amount that can be distributed tax-free per calendar year is 10000 per student, regardless of the number of 529 accounts. And this is something to think about when your baby is tiny and you're considering Catholic education as an option later on. Instead of tons of baptismal gifts and birthday gifts when they're tiny and they don't care. So instead of doing that, you can ask your family and friends to make contributions to helping you get that child through Catholic school. This is just something to think about and bring up with your financial advisor to see if it's a good option for you. Finally, destination four is when you can start saving for a business if you want to start one. One of the most common reasons for businesses to fail is lack of capital. They don't have enough cash saved up. And when you begin a business with lots of borrowed money, you invite lots of pressure on you to become profitable quickly. Many businesses actually require several years to become profitable. So we don't need that added stress of lots of debts to get our businesses going. So here's some recommendations to keep in mind. First, if you're going to be saving for a business, be patient. This may take a while, and that's okay. You're going to have capital, right? Second, save as much as you need before launching your business. 
Third, use as little business debt as possible and pay it off as quickly as possible. When you operate with little or no debt, you have more financial stability and you can weather unexpected challenges. All right, changemakers, that was destination four. What destination are you on? And do you have a money story that you want to share? Email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org. And remember to subscribe to this podcast and like us on Facebook. Have a wonderful week and God bless. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.